Welcome to episode 72 of Take Flight Podcast. Was school a waste of time and does it set up students for success or failure? In this episode, and with over 10 years of experience in the real world and since the classroom, we want to reflect on what we learned during our time in school and university, as well as discuss whether it has helped us or hindered our ability to succeed in the long term. Questions we explore during this discussion are, what are our general thoughts around the educational system growing up? What would we do differently at school and university, knowing what we know now? And how can the system continue or start helping students to succeed? What changes need to be made and why? And lastly, what approach are we going to take with our children and education? Stay tuned to hear this great conversation and to find out our thoughts and perspectives. Good evening. How's everyone doing? Energy, energy. Back, back with another one. Mic check. With another exclusive. Yeah, I think sure, sure. You've got a new microphone, so I think I think the listeners are going to be able to uh, get you even more crisper than before. Hopefully, they can appreciate my voice even more. And actually, this is this this microphone was inspired by Olu, who also has a very similar microphone, which is why the last couple of episodes he sounds like the the perfect radio guy. The, the only there, difference so is you, I don't have mine in the screen. Oh, you know, the Oli's one still sounds different, you know? It sounds, it sounds like he's about what to do you mean? some Hot 97 intro. Can you not hear it? it it's, it's not the mic, it's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Shiro's got the change to his mic. Daniel's got a change to his camera. So you're going to notice that in, in the edit, in the clips. Daniel, what have you done to your camera? I just changed it. The other one was a bit too pixelated. Um, basically, I went budget. But um, I decided to upgrade. <laughs> how, how much did you spend on the upgrade? Twenty pounds on the upgrade. I don't believe. I don't believe that, Daniel. Knowing what you're like with your tech, it's going to be ten x. No, no, it was, no, no. It was that third. No, because the original was that fourteen pounds, and I paid that thirty pounds for this. Yeah, yeah. Now you're looking fresh. No, it's good. P, how That's are good. You Everyone anyway? sounds well. Because you're leading this episode this week, but how are you doing before we dive in? I'm better. I'm, I'm thankful for health. Um, spent the last three days recovering from a bug that is the pros and cons, basically, of when your children start to go to school, or your child, should I say. So they'll there. bring back a bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, when I say that me and Lauren were laid out in the living room, couldn't move, <laughs> couldn't do anything, like I'm telling you, it's no joke. It looked like a. a <laughs> yeah, it's like helpless. No one, trust me. <laughs> I, I, I explain the details offline in it, but just um, health well, is everything. Still, could, could you send emails for deals though? Or were you struggling that? Listen to what I'm saying to you. <laughs> nothing, nothing was achieved. Nothing. But at the same time, I will say that I had some interesting reflections in being in being detached from everything. So, but I can share that on I can share that on a, on a private discussion. Um. Anyway, let's get into this. This so let's get into this discussion. But before we go there, Olu, how are you? Everyone else has kind of spoken about how they are. I'm well. It's just been a crazy, crazy week with um Beckley Rose Property Solution took over two properties. Um, oh, what three weeks ago? So just getting them ready, getting their um, tenants in there. I was a little bit late um, to the start of this podcast because we were just checking in our first tenant. So 
But apart from that, all is good. That's a, that's a valid. That's a valid reason. Congratulations. That's all good. Yeah, congrats. Business, business is the boom. Boom, <laughs> guys. Uh, cool. <laughs> all right. So episode, episode seventy-two, uh, led by yours truly. When it, this is be an interesting one. So um, the discussion I want to bring to the table today is around the educational um, system. You know, looking at the school, looking at university. We are all about or eight to 10 years out of that system now. Um, so we've got some experience to say in the real world. And I thought it would be interesting for us to sort of look back and understand how has the school benefited us? Um, how has it not benefited us? Um, and questions around changes that we would make or like to see and things along that nature. So um, let's start with, I guess, based on where we are today, what are your sort of general thoughts around the schooling system? Right, what comes to mind? And then we can start to sort of dive deeper into some specific questions. Um, I'll kick off with Shua. He looks like he's raring to go. <laughs> I don't know if raring is the, is the right word. But I was just going to clarify, Pete. Is it just schools or schools and universities? So the overall education system? Yeah, a bit of both. A bit, a bit of, you can touch in a bit of both. Okay. All right, cool. So who wants to, who wants to kick this that off? That, 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 doesn't help, that doesn't help you. <laughs> That doesn't help you, does it? <laughs> no, I just, I, just want to, I just want to make sure that the listeners are clear, right? So just, just in case they're tapping in. So that's just to, to clarify. Yeah, schooling. So say, call it formal education. Formal education. All right, cool. Ollie, you look like you got your thinking hat on. So what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the thinking? You've already yeah, been selected. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. no, lead, 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 Ollie. No, no, no. I don't mind kicking off, but sure. I don't but know why everyone's feeling so shy. Everyone's so shy today. You know what's interesting? No, you know what's interesting is, well, it's only sure that doesn't want to go first. Daniel, go ahead. Maybe it speaks volumes of the tense question. No one wants to say the wrong thing. Daniel, go ahead. I think, excuse me, just speaking about the system, I think it's rather archaic. It's outdated. Um, it's good to some degree, but I think it needs to be developed tremendously to be impactful in today's society and world and the world we live in. <clears throat> I say that because the books that children are studying today, whether it be secondary school, primary school. Well, let me let me stay away from primary school because you learn some um, key fundamentals and foundations. But when you think about secondary oh, school, yeah? they're still doing of my cement. They're still doing the anthropology book. <laughs> They're still doing those same books. Mm -hmm. Why not change it? I'm not saying it was a problem and it was good that we experienced it and went through those books, but why are they still doing the same books, the same history lessons for the past 30 years that our parents, if they were schooled and went to and um, were educated in this country, would have done the same as what we've done? And what 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 positive um what 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 has what has been what where has there been a positive yield in where there's been a change in direction? Because long are the days where you go to school, you leave, you find a job, you're in it for 40 years, you retire. And sometimes those set of skills that you learn at that time may be apt for those sorts of careers and that trajectory. But we're now living in a world where things have changed dramatically. Of course, it's good to know your percentages and your fractions you know, and your decimal places to know when you're getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that. You know, it's still good to know bod mass and bid mass and all of those things. But when it comes to certain subjects, why are we not developing the curriculum? And I say this from 
a public state school perspective because of course when you go into independent schools and private education there's a lot you know that you can structure what is you know there's you can tailor what is being taught or you know what, you, what your child wants to study but when you come from a state and public perspective of course it's the government that set the curriculum but why are we learning the same thing that you know george and lenny of mice and men and then they go <laughs> and then lenny just always kills all the rabbits you really didn't like Mice and Men. I think it's clear. No, no, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. No, you can, he I loved it. it. He knows all the characters. He still remembers I that. All of them. But, but what benefit do they have now of learning such things when, when, you, when we know now, coming into the real world, some of what we learn isn't even valuable? Mm. Of, so, let me so we can, we, we can let me ask you go, ahead, go ahead from from some secondary school what things i wouldn't say like the like the key principles and like you know knowing how to do addition subtraction multiplication uh finding percentage values and things of that but what did you take from you um, from secondary school that you apply in daily life now yeah the answer is scary the answer is very scary and to be very to be very honest and truthful which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this topic to the table is you have to, you have to think you, like at this stage of thinking really deeply as to where did school help? Um, because to answer your question directly, I'm not using any of it. Let me take a step back. School, so, you know, you could, there's one angle. School was just a convenience for our parents so they could go and work. Right. Just to go ahead. Go ahead let me take a step back. Let's talk about, not even the budget last week or budgets in the past. How many of us in, in <laughs> and you're going deep, you're going deep. Wait, let's, let's go. How many of us in our 20th phase even understand what is being said? <laughs> How many people understand what's being said? <laughs> because we're all like, yeah, yeah, it's all well and good. Alcohol, um, fuel prices, there's no but I think... tax. <laughs> okay, great, but what does this mean for inflation? What does it mean on consumer spending? I don't know. My paycheck so, so stays the same minute. So Daniel, you're, you're tapping. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I could, that's wait, a deep wait, Daniel. That's, that's so I think Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, but Daniel, I think you're tapping onto a very serious point. You're coming onto the why. So before we jump onto the why, let's just quickly let's just quickly cover the room in terms of general thoughts. AP, because I think the, then the let, next let, part let after after it, this conversation, man, let, the, the two could just observe. Yeah, so run it, run it, run it. <laughs> <laughs> Oli, Oli, go ahead. Oli, what, Oli, what comes to mind? Because I think, I'll tell you why, the why piece is fun, is key. Go ahead. So um, I agree with some of the stuff that um, Daniel's mentioned and yourself. So when I think about like the schooling system, right, um, I do believe there's, a, there's an area for it, right? We are all products of educational systems, right? It's allowed us, and I do believe if you look at certain countries, by having a certain standard of education, it does improve the country, right? There's illiteracy levels that are high in certain places, people that can't read or write, accounting. So for me, you do need some form of education, right? Now, when you start to think about schooling and education, now you need to look at what are what is the I don't even think a small amount, right? I think it's I think we say a smaller amount based on our experience, right? And I think we need to take that into consideration, right? In terms of the access to good education and quality education, right? There's certain people that will have completely vast different experience of education than us, right? A lot of times growing up, we did certain tests or exams 
to pass. Let's be honest. You did it not to learn the material, but to pass. But there's certain universities and educational systems which actually forces people to be creative, forces people to be entrepreneurial, problem-solving, right? So I think one of the elements of it is looking at what is the access that people have to good education. That's the first element. The second part of it, I think, when I think about the schooling system is it needs to be split into two areas. There's certain roles that you need to specialize in and you need a certain, like a doctor. I would never go to a doctor that didn't have some sort of educational background, right? You're not going to do that. But what the schooling system misses, and I think we're going to talk about it later, is it doesn't give us the fundamentals. It's so focused on the past. So like Daniel said, archaic, a past way of looking. And it's not focused about the future. And then also it doesn't really focus on equipping us to the world that's been created. So if that's how do you do your tax returns? If that's um, how do you cash management or money management, right? I feel like there should be mandatory courses which are more focused on just how to live in the world, right? Where a lot of us have learned either through mistakes or through family members or self-education outside of school. So that's my thought process on it. I would not demolish or get rid of schooling. I think we need to just rethink about it, um, making sure that people get the right access to good education. And when I mean good education, it's really focusing people on problem solving, creativity, those elements that if we were teaching in school will help people be better entrepreneurs, will help people be better employees versus currently today, it just more feels like it's a uh, tick box exercise. Tick box exercise. Yeah. But mm. oh, I just want to clarify, I'm not trying to say that the education system is, is not, is not relevant. I think it's very relevant, mm. but I think what they're being, what is being taught in the school needs to be revolutionized because I was fortunate in college to to do a, a subject like a side course of uh, money management and key skills where you can learn about mortgages and things like that. But where do you learn about mortgages until you're now in the thick of it of saying, oh, no, 2.5%. <laughs> no, that's where, that's where yeah, it should be. That's where that's, it should that's be mandatory, why, right? That, that's why I think it's it's different and tailored and it should be, you know, it should it should be geared towards, you know, because what I learned in secondary school, I think primary school is very different because you're learning fundamentals of developing even trying to learn things and retain knowledge as well as communicating with others and being in a different environment but I think secondary school is where it needs to be revamped somewhat because I'm not going to lie what I learned in secondary school I'll be good for quizzes how do you calculate speed speed equals distance over time what is what is what is board mass stand for right, brackets order division multiplication addition subtraction come on don't get involved in that <laughs> sure but, but I'll be good with quizzes because I remember I remember that information from second school, that periodic table, no more gases. You were learning to pass an exam versus like problem solve or like that's, that's I mean, you're right. You need to, we need to revamp the educational system for sure. But yeah, sure. sure. So, so I can quickly give my take then before we, um, before P helps us transition. So it's, for me, it's quite a, it's quite a tough topic to give an opinion on because I've seen two sides of the coin, two sides, two sides of the coin being a little bit what Oli was saying. The education that I saw that was available for my dad in Bangladesh compared to what's in the UK, the school that I went to, 
which was a public state school. These are two completely different worlds apart. And if I see some of my cousins in Bangladesh in the village from my father's side, and if I showed them the school that we went to or the majority of the population in public state schools, they would look at that as if it's like some Harvard equivalent. Like there's completely different levels to it. And I think all of your point, having at least a basic level of education brings the overall country's ecosystem up. But then I, I hear the point that Daniel, and I think Pete's probably going to allude to it, it's probably not fit for purpose anymore. But I think this is why you see companies like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Khan Academy, which does educational courses and stuff like coding, more modern, relevant uh, topics, which is actually provided for free. Um, it's funded by donations to other organizations. I think things like this will become even more common and popular. But for me, it's quite a mixed topic because I see also the the downfalls, as Daniel's saying, it doesn't necessarily prepare us for today. But if I compare that to some other countries where I've seen the direct alternative, it's it's difficult to say that it's a complete waste of time because I think it brings a certain level of skills up to a certain point. No, no, I, I, and, I, I completely agree. And I think mm. we, are, we are very privileged if you've been educated in the UK to receive the level of education that we have for free. And in most part, I think, you know, we are very fortunate and I wouldn't want to discredit or or to, or to think that we're not compared to other parts of the world. And I just want to add, like, for me, the biggest failing of university is, or university educational system is the price, mm-hmm. right? That is the one thing <laughs> that goes up year over year, but you don't always <laughs> see the return on that investment, right? People are struggling to find jobs after university. Like when my brothers went to university, I believe it was, one one thousand pounds a uh, semester, right? Or it was free. That was same for us, I think. It was no, ours was three, and then now a it's year. nine, I believe. So, where is the money going? Because yeah, ours was three. Yeah, it was three years. Yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can get, yeah. we can definitely. No, get no, no. Ours was no, Daniel. Ours was <laughs> um, three per trimester. So that's three times by by um, three. So we were paying nine for the whole for our whole degree. Yeah, so three thousand a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when my yeah. brother went, it was one. Oh, right? so for the only, sorry, okay. Yeah, yeah only, by, the, by the time your your kids go, um, it'll probably be four times that. But Pete, Pete exactly. what's your what's what's your? <laughs> yeah, just just maybe just it's a, just it's to a add, big topic. I'll speak. Yeah, maybe just to add on something that hasn't been mentioned, because um, I think these are some really really good points. Maybe just more speak to the to the university side of things. So one thing that comes to mind is is a little bit of maybe it speaks to sort of changes but i think where there's a failure is a mismanagement of expectations so what we're told going through the system is go to school get get good grades go to university get your degree but there's so much more within that process that you can achieve that is not necessarily communicated to you and I don't think you realized then after the fact. So I'll give you an example. For example, university, if I was to do it differently, one of the things I'd pay attention to and focus on is on the networking piece and building relationships. Because that has then, I think, a better impact than when you're than when you have um uh when you've actually completed. So it has a place for those who actually need maybe a degree or set of grades to actually become into a certain occupation. But I think there's an element of if we were if we were better coached on what it can do for us and what you can actually get out of school in a university, I think then students would make a better use of that time, right? And as a result of there not being that, then I think you're sort of there could be a lot of time being wasted. 
But do you think, Peter, quick question on that. Do you think when you were 18, if if someone who was a 30-year-old Pavilo said to you at that point, um, big man, start nah. networking, would you? <laughs> would you? Would you? Just <laughs> fair. I don't want to know about that network. But you listen. That's the thing. But, but 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 if it comes from if it comes from someone who's been there and done it, and and this is something I had that was one of my notes in terms of where we could start to start to see some changes, which is bringing in some success stories and getting people to share what they would do differently. That's there's not enough of that happening. So marrying marrying graduates, there is a bit of an alumni piece, but with those that are starting the process. So I think yes and no, yes because that person would have planted the seed in my mind, so I could start thinking about it, but. Mm. To your point, if I go back, I wasn't thinking anything about networks when I started. It was just okay. Yeah, I'm here I, to get. I, a... I remember how long it. I remember how long it took me to convince you to get Facebook and get a new phone. I'm here. I'm here to get a degree. So it's it's um, yeah, it's it's a bit of it's a, my thing is there's not enough discussion around expectations and the why. It's just you you just you you just think you're there for for degree and for grade and that doesn't basically hold up um let's tap into let's ta- i think we mentioned some really good points let's tap into the why why do we think um daniel was ready you mentioned daniel was ready um, for that go ahead so sorry can you just repeat the question so i completely uh understand what, why is why is the, the formal education system set up in the way it is and it's still the way it is it's set up in the way some it of the is. points it's simply for the fact that we're in a revolving economy where you need debt to be pumped in the economy. So when people leave school, they're not clued up on what to do. They go and take out bad debt and they keep the economy going. Yeah, you ain't lying. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. Let, let me not speak first. Let, let me allow um, uh, Olu and Shaw to... to Olu, why, Olu, why, why, why yeah, are we not learning this Wait, why, why are we not learning never going to about... take any of the topics wait, 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 first, right? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I don't mind, I don't mind. What's your why, is this still... why is it set up like this? Um... No, wait, wait, no. I, I, I speak yeah, to your point because you mentioned it. Why, why are we not learning about some of the fundamentals around money management, uh, tax filing, um, things about Account. setting up a business, running a business. Why are we not learning these things? Two, two reasons. One, the people running these universities or schooling education are not clued up in, in that sense, right? They're not experts in those particular. You can't get your an English teacher or PE teacher to teach you about um, taxes and all of this stuff because they they're working and the educational system is based on the past right they've never had to look at their taxes it comes out their pay slip every single every single month so why are they going to teach you about that they just say hey get a job and don't worry about taxes it'll come out your salary every single month they're not going to tell you about setting up businesses or money management because a lot of them don't know how to um, manage their money well and then i would say it's also due to the fact that what is the role of education right and a lot of times education universities are created to make people into employees right a lot of our system and the way that the world is built is it won't survive if we don't have quote-unquote employees right a business is ran you need employees and that's what the mass reason for most universities not all for educational system is to make good employees and for a good employee you don't need to learn about all those things right <laughs> um, I would also sure. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, good Daniel. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me look at this. No, I, I was just gonna say, I think it's set up like this because 
they try and also bucket and generate they try and bucket everyone into the same group thinking if everyone has the same key skills everyone learns the same curriculum you know we just kind of put them on some sort of foundation for them to explore further but the foundations that they set on us say a school leaver at 16 when you're you know by your illegal age not to continue in further education what skills does that person really have to survive in the real world what weapons or tools have they got in their arsenal to allow them to live and be successful on a day-to-day basis it's somewhat but this is very little because if we're now talking about a school should be setting someone up to live their life and i'm excluding university in this example because by 16 you haven't got to continue with further and higher education of course there are apprenticeships where you can learn um skills and as well as do some sort of college part-time which is which is good and i think in this day and age apprenticeships are very very good and you see many more traditional institutions more traditional employers taking on apprentices because they see the value in it because of course a university or higher education is not for everyone but i think it's also like this because it's been it's almost a model of if it's not broke don't fix it the government how when do you ever see the government making a radical decision and changing something that's been put in place for years and years and years it's very difficult for them but also we are we as i would say as parents or we as you know if you're if you're if you have a child in school and as a parent you're really entrusting the future and knowledge that your child develops on one individual or a group of individuals and i'm not saying what i'm about to say is not to discredit teachers but if we are putting and entrusting them with such high responsibility but they have 30 of these children in their class why do we not pay them more? Why do we not pay teachers more? Because we are essentially saying for the first 16 years, for the first or for 14 years of your life, you're going to be educated by someone who is essentially a stranger. Why don't the government, of course, it comes down to taxpayers and everything like that, but why don't we pay teachers more if they are educating and teaching the future stars of tomorrow, the next engineer, the next you know medical doctor? the next world-renowned lawyer because essentially that's what they're doing no but you you know it's interesting just it's funny you said that actually just on that point um that would actually create more of an appetite to have more people want to desire to be teachers and could even create more of a competition and better quality teachers um i just came it just came to me now we've always i've always known it as teachers are always low paid and that's always the way it's been but um there's a case there that that can be made if you was to obviously we know as to why it hasn't been if you are to raise um the salaries of teachers that you'd actually probably over time improve the quality of teachers possibly but yeah daniel I, I totally agree with you just one question you guys do you guys know because i was doing some research before that let's take for example financial education is now compulsory in schools you know that since 2014 they've actually but, um yeah go on but what what's included in, in that financial in that in that syllabus? What do they teach? So like key stage three, which is age eleven to fourteen, they do like um, what are the uses of money, the importance of practicing budgeting and managing risk, 
when you get from 14 to 16, they talk about credit and debt, insurance, savings, pensions, etc. since 2014. So it looks like we're moving. That must, the, that must have just come out today, boy. <laughs> no, you can find, I, I could put the, um, let me put the link in the chat as well. Um, so that's news to me, man. Yeah, that know, must have come out actually today, started boy. introducing that. I think it just talks about what we're to, um, what we're discussing, right? It's they've seen that we need to move in this direction. Now, the problem that you still face here is who are they getting to teach these kids about these subjects, parents or teachers yeah. that don't understand it well, right? All they are is just reading from a book, and let's be honest. If someone's just reading for a book, you forget about it. You probably give them a mock test at the end of the week and it's forgotten, right? So, but I would I want to ask you guys a question. Is it the educational system's responsibility to get our children or kids ready for the world? Or is it more on the parents? I think because, it's a combination of both. Mm. So, I think and, and, okay. well, if you if this was to Olu's point, what comes to mind? If the schools are if the schools are free, then that, that that's on you. Let me get into a discussion around public and private. But if you're sending your your child to a school, if you're if you're sending your child to a, a free school, hmm. then whatever whatever you receive back is whatever you receive back, right? You just you, you kind of hope that they're getting. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. But if you're paying for the service, then I think there's an expectation that you can expect there to be a high level of teaching standard being done. Um, well, I, I would, but my question answer, is more I think, like I think, whose responsibility, yeah. I think where, as me as a parent, ultimately it's the parents. Yeah. yeah also, you're, you're, the, you're deciding, you're um, deciding which school the kid goes to as well, right? So you have also ultimate accountability for that decision. And I think that's where we we get to like the um, educational system, right? It's messed up because the educational system for our parents or us was messed up. So it's that cycle of re-engineering and reprogramming people, right? How can I teach my kids about financial um, literacy when I don't even know financial literacy, right? So my big thing is it's same with like sex ed, right? Sex education in school, right? Me personally, I would not leave the school system to teach my kids about sex, right? I would want to um, navigate that those sort of situations. So I think it's getting the right balance between what is the responsibility of us as or parents and what's the responsibility of the educational system is very key. But on a more broader stage about this educational system, I think we need to, and I think we're starting to, is reprogram the mindset of, hey, just go to university, right? I think that's where it starts to become worse. It's like, just go to university because that's what everyone does. And then you're being sold a dream in which you're paying a crazy amount for. And then when you leave, you might leave with a degree that is not just not needed in the market. It's not where the market is going. Like we're moving now to a coding world, right? When I have my kids, if they don't, if they want to be useful in the world, you need to learn technology as well because that's just the way the world is moving. So it's how do we revamp courses and give people the, like that, I think Pibilo mentioned it before, the true expectation of what you're going to get. So, hey, look, you study this course. Let me just tell you, with this course, the employment rate is this for people that study the course. So at least then, <laughs> and then I think, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, I, and then again, I would say, look, it's then again, responsibility of the parents to guide their kids in the right way. 
I'll give you guys a quick story. At college, yeah, <laughs> this is a chicago. In college, I was um on a football scholarship. Yeah. And my mom oh, trusted yeah? me. Yeah, hang on, hang on. I, I didn't actually know that, Olio. I thought I, I've seen you play video clips and I didn't think someone would offer a scholarship for that. <laughs> You're a hater. He tried to plug it in. Don't get, yeah, don't I, get, I, I, I could have made it, 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 it if it wasn't for my knee. If it wasn't for my knee, I would have made it. Any of the listeners, Olio's one of the most clinical strikers you've ever seen come out of London. Feed the yak and heal school. You're cool, So I was on a football scholarship and it was time for me to select the courses I wanted to do. So I went to uni. Oh, I went to college, handed in my slip, and I selected um, drama, um, media, and psychology. Wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you how this went, yeah? So I went there, That didn't run. (laughs) Came back home. My mom asked me, hey, what did you study? I gave her the form. (laughs) Next day, I was back in the college. Selecting maths, <laughs> accounting, and my mom was like, "Feel free to choose the third one, whatever you're interested in, right?" But that is the guidance that you need, right? Because and yeah, I but, think about my mom that she did it because the only reason I was able to do the course at university was due to the fact I selected those particular courses. If I went tried to go to do financial computing, and I was came there with my <laughs> drama, psychology, and media certificate. They would have turned me away and I wouldn't be doing the profession I'm doing now. I don't even know what I would be doing. You could play semi-pro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I, it just it's the importance of the parents to guide and inform the kids of the, the decisions that they're making. Um, so, Pia, I've got a question for you because you've got a unique perspective on this. Because of the fact that your, your mom's a teacher, right? So she's got her view on the education system. And now we're in the generation where we're learning about all the things that they don't teach us in school. But then you've also got the other side where Karim is at the age where you'll be introducing him to schools, like larger schools later on. So how do you package all of that to make a decision? So if my mom was listening to the conversation, um, <laughs> I think she would. So I've had this conversation with my mom and I'm, I'm trying to my whole thing in terms of what I'm doing is trying to see where I can do things a lot differently than how I was raised. Not that anything, not that the way I was raised and what I came through was wrong, but it's, I always think about how can we just take things to the next level across all areas of life. And one of them is the way in which we educate. One of the way, one of the ways is which we educate our children. So my mum, despite what she understands about success and understands about creating wealth. And she still believes that the fundamentals are the fundamentals. It's very important mm-hmm. for the child to go to the right school because they need to be able to, to read and write. So like she, she says that, right? To read and write, um, to be able to have a basic level of education to navigate in this world. Because I'm coming, I, I, like one point I said to her, you know what, mom? When Karim gets to, I said to her about 10, 12, taking him out of school. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna you, have him you, on a real life education. Were you being serious, or was it just I a said to her, I, said to her, I was, I was, I was, no, no, no. I was being dead serious at that time. I changed my mind since then, but I've, I was being dead serious <laughs> at that time because I was trying to, I was trying to find a case around. But if we built something that he can learn within, and he's learning by doing, then why mm. should he then go through the university? Why should he then go through education system only to then be in a position where he's going to, going to apply for whatever we're working on now, mm. right? Shouldn't we, can't we just basically skip the process? 
why why are you still putting as much va- why are you still putting as much value on a degree in these things and i said i went through that process so he doesn't have to go through it and she was and then she kept on focusing on saying well well, you are where you are because you've got a degree. And I said, yes, I understand that. But I'm now building something where he doesn't have to go. He says, listen, he may not be, I think she said, she, he, not, he may not be as strong as you. He may also need to have a backup plan and things of that nature. So Yeah, and he, um, he could actually be interested she, in, he could be interested in different course, things. Well, no, it's right? true. Yeah. Obviously, obviously what she heard was risk. I was obviously trying to t- trying to find, trying to argue a certain point. In the end, I didn't get very far because she shut me down very quickly. <laughs> Um, and no matter how old you are as a son, you you know when to, to bring it down a couple of levels. But I think I think I think to answer. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say you also have to understand Daniel. as much as that as, as much as that is what you were thinking at the time. School and the system is part of a child's development, and that's something we can't correct. That's what she correct. No, no, no. Yeah. It's it's when you speak. Put it this way: when you speak to an, we have our points about education system based on our experiences. But when you speak to an OG, they'll put you in your place very quickly about why school matters. And I think yeah. I think I think maybe the the next point or, or one of the things we can talk about is I guess and I think Olu alluded to this is how do you complement school with with how do you complement school what you're doing? So maybe that comes on to your second question, Shua, which is. I don't think I'm certainly not in a position. I don't think I'll take that risk to say, okay, Karim, do a 10 year stretch in school and I'll take you out and I'll do something else with you. I think it's about me figuring out that me committing to saying that school, I'm not going to leave it to school for you to be educated. I'm going to do as much as the school does for you. So what that means is that in the evenings, we're going to make sure that there's a number of activities that you're doing to keep you productive and keep you um, intellectually um, um, engaged. We're also going to make sure that the weekends are not off, right? So that on the weekends, we're also doing a number of things. And it can be different forms of education. But I think that's the way in which, having gone through the conversation with my mom and thinking it through, how I can then take it to the next level, which is not just make sure we're using the evenings and using the weekends and really filling out his calendar, that it's complementing school. Let's add all the speakers. When will I be able to play with my friends? Well, you, you get my point, right? But but not just basic. I think I think where the mistake, where, where one mistake could be is is living a life where you outsource the education to the school and assume it's they're going to do the job. That's why I think a mistake that that personally, if I speak for myself, I, I like I like your ethos and I like I like that your your philosophy of what you anticipate that will be in upbringing Karim. The only challenge I have is, and I'm speaking hypothetically because I'm not in the situation and I haven't been in that situation. I think it's very easy to, and I could be wrong, it's very easy to say, but in practice, it could be very difficult because you're forgetting that whether you're working a full-time job or you're an entrepreneur, there's going to be demands of yourself. There's also going to be, you know, changes of when you have energy compared to when a child. It's very easy to compare that to raising one child, but not forgetting that you might have three or four children at different stages in life. And it can also become draining on yourself. 100%. Um, but I do like the idea of we don't necessarily rely on the government or your, the school system to educate the children, just as the way I think the majority of us have learned skills from our parents, whether it be how to cook, you know, the, that's a form of education on how to cook. Mm. And there could be times where you actually sit down and you know, this is pocket money. This is a suggestion of not saying this is what you have to do with your pocket money. But if you were to save this and you to invest this, this is what it could look like. So you're kind of giving them principles that they can maybe find out what they like, that they like doing more and having um, a proclivity to to learn more about that that, that, um, that area. 
because of course even traveling is a form of education learning you know living or immersing yourself in a different culture different environment yeah and, and, and just one point to that and then i'll, I'll ask go on go on. yeah uh, no so so daniel i think you, you certainly hit the nail on the head and i think that's going to be the 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 question to constantly ask ourselves is how do we basically create a design a life whereby in the end, I think it comes down to what do you basically prioritize and what matters to you most? So I think, you know, a lot of us, we have the for if we have the foresight today to know, okay, education is something I want to prioritize for my children, then how do I basically design a situation whereby we're freeing up that time so I can actually do that? So that's basically finding the right type of work, right? That is not demanding or I've got more of my time to be able to do that. So it, these are the, in order to get there, I have to start working on that now or even even before. Um, it, is, it is possible, it's difficult, it's possible, but it takes a lot of um, engineering to, to get that balance um, or to create that time for the child. Because I think we've seen it also in our own lives growing up that our parents, after days of work, it's very difficult for them to give us their time um, in the evening for further education. But um, no, great question. So, so question just to basically turn through you, through you guys. Um, one, what changes would you make to an educational system? And two, if you had a child of your own, what approach would you take knowing what you know about the education system? And Olu's laughing. Olu's maybe got some news to share with us. Maybe he's expecting. No, because I was going to say that. I think this is a perfect <laughs> I was going to say, Olu, you're, you're glowing a Shua. little bit. Sure, I was going to say this is a perfect one for you. So if you... <laughs> If you have any kids that you don't, <laughs> what would you do? Uh, wait, hang on. I thought you were going first, Oli. You, you just started okay, that off really no nicely. You warmed off. Um, what would I change with the educational system? Um, I think the biggest thing I would change with the educational system is ensuring that there's a quality of educational system that focuses on creativity and problem solving. Because I've, when I think about it, right, is like we've discussed, I think there's a basic need for education to foster and um, a place for development. So that's going to always be and it needs to be created. Um, I think they're making changes, obviously, in regards to financial literacy and stuff like that. But my, I, I, it'll be stupid for me to have an expectation of them to reach where the ideal state that I want. So for me, my main focus would be more about what can I do as a parent to ensure that I equip my ch child um, with the skills needed to survive in this new world. So I think you've mentioned that, P, but for me, one of the areas that I value is financial literacy, right? I don't care what job you do, whatever, et cetera, you need to have a certain understanding of money. What does debt mean? How to budget? those fundamental stuff, which I didn't even learn from my parents, right? I learned from work, uh, mainly through work. But I think that's a fundamental element I could teach my child, right? And that's something that me personally, I think I'm good at, so I can educate. Now, the next part for my child um, would be, I think you need to study your kids. And I think you didn't really mention this, people. I think you would probably do the same, but you need to study your kids and really understand what their interest, what is their talent? Because I think we don't want to make the same mistakes our parents made, right? And just because we believe they should grow up a certain way or do a certain thing, we believe, okay, 
go to university, do this, whatever, et cetera. So if my child, for some reason, I see talent in acting, right? Okay, cool. You're going to still get the fundamentals, but on the weekends, let's take you to a drama school, get an expert to teach you, right? Those elements of whatever their interest is at an early age, if it's music, truly using my money to ensure that they get the right talent to ensure them to grow. Can I have a man up in the studio recording dual music, yeah? <laughs> what is it? What's, that, what's those bars? Double O. I'm double O. Uh, We're going to, oh. Let me know if it's my bars. <laughs> the, thing is, the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is, Olu, Olu you, you touched on a great point there, which is, um, I guess, creating an environment that allows your child to blossom and, and seeing where their talents lie. I, what's interesting there is, do we have the, the, the enough of a let, go, a let go factor to be able to accept them accept them to do something Free. totally different to maybe then what you because you obviously we've got we've obviously got our biases you'd yes, love to see your son yes be a but it's with, let's keep it real yes right? but it's within but if man comes to you i want to do acting are you on that no no but yeah it's yes but within reason <laughs> let me give you a perfect example right like growing <laughs> growing up me and my mom had an agreement right where it was you need to do your university. You need to do your university grades and whatever. And then you could play ball. You can join a team and whatever. Like my brother's <laughs> never got to play for a team and all of that stuff. But that's the comp. And if I'm truly, if it's truly a talent and it's something I'm really invested in, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to to foster that. Yeah, go on, sure. I was gonna say, mate. I, I, this is a revelation. I didn't realize you were that much of a baller, Oli. I played against. Sport. I went David Beckham Academy. Played there. Played against England. Oh, no, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I used, I used to play back in the day, man. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to brag, finished, but please. you know. I've never seen. I've just seen. I get credit for credit to Oli Kumbang still. In his. In his. What you say? He's not. He's not the most technically sound. Um, player, but he can bang. Hey, I was I was watching Crystal Palace play a few days ago, and I'm like, I could I'm technically better than a lot of people that play for Crystal Palace. Bro. <laughs> Sometimes I watch certain people in the Premiership play, and I'm just like, <sighs> could have made it. What about you, Shua? Um, the education system wise, what would I change? No, he meant he meant would you he meant do you think you would have made football? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, go on. You know those you know people that touch that was so good. That even when they're 50, no, like, like, that, that, that touch doesn't disappear. I'm that guy. Um <laughs> wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's let's focus again. So let's get let's get back to the question about the education system, what would we change and then what would we do differently with our kids? Is that Your right? Child. Good child. Okay. Yeah. Education education system, what I would change. Um, I would try to get more engagement with people who are in their 20s and early 30s to engage with the school directly. Because I think having that direct link is a lot better. I found when, when I've gone to schools and spoken to kids, I felt that was more engaging than when I was in school and someone who was maybe 40 or 50 who I just couldn't relate to at all um i didn't really get as much inspiration from that so that's probably one thing and then in terms of the kids i think it's a little bit like what olu was saying i'll try and give my kids the opportunities that i didn't have the idea of going to extracurricular clubs when i was in school apart from football everything else was just uh, a non-negotiable i couldn't do anything 
I think I'd want to give my kids a much broader education for them to understand a lot of, a lot more different things culturally and stuff. So I think that's really the, the big one with the kids. But hopefully and by the time I get there, I can come to you guys for tips. And sorry, one thing I um, realized also, and manual skills. That's one area is like late, like trade, stuff that you can just sit, like traders are underlooked um, skill set. Like, pardon me? You can out you can outsource it. you can outsource it, but also if you have that skill set, it's a way of you to always make money no matter what situation. Like you're saying you can outsource it, but if you don't have your nine to five job, how would you be able to outsource it? Right? Yeah, if you're, if you're and, coding, hmm? if, if you're coding and you create a deep app, that'd be enough money to, to do everything. For me, do. maybe it's just me. I just think that's something wrong with our generation that we're not able to still do DIY and stuff like that. Like it, yeah just that's one area that i wish i was better at so i'm gonna force my kids to be good at it so so daniel how would you um what's the what would you change with the education system and then how would you as impact much as, seemed, as much as it sounds like it may have been come across that i've been berating the school <laughs> system that's definitely not the the intention or that's not what i'm trying to convey I think it's very good at what it does um, to a degree and to a certain age. And that may be till the, up until leaving secondary school. Um, what I would like to see incorporated within the school system at the, from year 11, which is year seven, up until school leavers is more around of real life, practical um, education when it comes to the likes of financial literacy, uh, mortgages, interest rates, uh, what does inflation mean? What is, you know, demand, supply, cost, elasticity, pricing, more of, you know, macroeconomic factors that affect us, whether we know it or not. Those are things that I would like to see taught to children so that they actually understand what's going on in the world that we live in. Um, and I think that's just something I wish I had more of growing <clears throat> up um, and will put you in better stead for when you are navigating the real world you know we we are fortunate that we have google at our fingertips to learn and find out more information but if we were back in say the 80s that information would be limited and and scarce and maybe that's why certain people were successful because when you limit information and isn't easily accessible or available those people have um, the valuable information which they can essentially make money from or either what's the word, um, take advantage of people to some to some degree in, in a negative way if they wanted to, really. Raising my children at this present time, if I was to, of course, it could change over years, but I would like them to be in the education system, you know, up until secondary school, but at the same time, knowing the, the strengths of my child or children, not necessarily me, always me given my own opinion or knowledge on a certain area, but actually utilize my network of people. So where there is someone who likes doing uh, property, you know, some weekend, spend time with them. It's not in a formal capacity, just spend time with them, talk to them, let them talk to you and see what you enjoy. For example, if someone likes golf, just, you know, just, you know, or P likes golf, you know, spend the week with, spend the weekend with Uncle P, go down, go, go with him to the golf course, make it organic before it becomes professional and put in, you know, an emphasis or making it like they have to go down this route because there could be pressures that they're feeling, thinking, oh, 
mom and dad are spending money on me to do this. I really can't tell them I'm not enjoying it. Um, so I think that's something where I would use, utilize my network for them to, you know, see what they, where their passion lies, what they enjoy, what they don't, as well as me sharing my own experiences or, or knowledge. But similar to what Olu said as well, always having something you can do with your hands to make money, whether that's something you fall back on, because whether it's being a cook, chef, knitting, tailor, whatever it is, be able to do um, a manual skill with your hands so that you can always make money from it if you need to fall back on something. If the end of the world comes or we're in a day and age where we need to learn how to cook, learn how to hunt, learn how to build, you got to have something to fall back on. You know what's, um, I was going to say something funny about just because your parents pay for something, (laughs) you might feel forced. So what my mom used to do, um, she really wanted to get us. So I I applied for a boarding school, yeah, Um, and I didn't get in. Um, the reason I didn't get in is because I didn't know how to play any musical instruments. So my mom decided to pay for us to get keyboard, um, lessons and we, my mom paid for like six months for us to get keyboard lessons. And it reached a point where my older brother just berated the instructor and said, look, you're wasting my mom's money. Like we've been doing this for six months. Yeah. And we only know how to play one song. Yeah. Like, was that, was that, was that <laughs> yeah, it was half. Yeah. It was like, we only know how to play one song. Oh, when the saints go marching in. That was the only song we could play. So the guy, the, the instructor basically didn't return after that. He was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. And it's no matter how much you pay and you, your parents might put if you don't have an interest in a particular oh, topic or skill set you're not going to really learn it so it's a waste of time do you know what's going to be a beautiful thing before maybe we pass over to peter close like 30 years from now god willing in 2051 if things go to plan and we're alive and healthy and our kids are there and alive they can listen back to this episode and they can actually compare back and be like you didn't what do this <laughs> yeah exactly it's going to be beautiful to see uh see what happens and what they think it'll be, it'll be a great reference for us as well to look back on no, guys, great episode as always. Um, thanks for the time. Thanks for preparing on this one. What I loved about this one is that it was very much a backwards looking and also forwards looking on what we think about the education system and what changes we will make. So I think to Shua's last point, we can use this one as a reference to see um, in the coming years if we actually did stick to some of the things that we thought about and suggestions. So thank you all for listening to episode 72 of our podcast. For those seasoned listeners, for new listeners, um, thank you all very much. If you have any feedback for us, please find us on Instagram at takeflightpodcast or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. And a quick announcement, quick reminder, on Tuesday, that is Tuesday the 16th, if you are one of our eager listeners and listening on the day of release, Tuesday the 16th, we have our Clubhouse conversation. You can find all details on our Instagram um, bio. Link will be there. and our next episode will be something we've never, ever, ever done before. We'll be having yeah. an interview. So there'll be five. But we won't tell you any more information about that. Please make sure you stay tuned. You join us on episode 73 for our latest and first guest. Stay well. God bless. Take care. Take off. Take-